What's going on everybody? How we doing? And my name is More Milo. And I'm Ross Anarelli. And this is the 52 Podcast, 52 books, 52 weeks, making every single week count. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast this week. For those of you that are new, what we do here is we read a book a week and give you guys the keynotes. For those of you that are returning, thank you so much uh, for staying with us and reading all the books with us and, and having a great time doing it. So this week we have a really good one. Um, it's a author that we've read before, and we read his second book, I believe. It's called Flip the Script by Oren Claff. Uh, really, really good stuff. Very much like his first book called Pitch Anything, but I would say a little bit more um, maybe strategically oriented, which is really nice. As opposed to framing, it's more about kind of like processes and like ways of talking to people, and it's good stuff. Um, so let's just hop right into it. Um, Rossi, first thoughts. What do you think? Honestly, it was very good. There was half a moment where, um, you know, I forgot that he did pitch anything, even though that sounds crazy because I know we had listened to Oren Clough before. But it was because this book is, like you said, it's a little different. It's almost like a softer way of looking at selling because, you know, the main thing they talk about is that you're not really going to be able to make the sale by forcing you know, somebody else into the decision or pressuring them to make a purchase. You know, really trying to understand um, that you're almost there to try to help as well and understand that with this client, you know, you were on their same team, you know? And I thought that was a very interesting thing because it is a little different than Pitch Anything. Pitch Anything, like you said, is more about, you know, like it sounds, pitching anything, how to sell, how to frame, you know, how to stay in control of that environment. But I thought this was incredibly similar because he doesn't use the word framing, but he still talks about, you know, getting control of the situation, you know, building kind of this bubble around the convo. And if the person you're talking to ever tries to leave that, you kind of pull them back into this safe space. So, you know, really good off the bat and incredible when it comes to selling. But another book that we love where it isn't about the normal stereotypical ways of selling, you know, like a Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street type of selling. What did you think? I really like his books. I don't know. I've always liked him. Uh, Pitch Anything is one of my top books out of this whole thing. This one is, is a, a close second in regards to sales books. I think it was really, really effective. Um, reason being for me was, you know, he really kind of dived into what makes a good salesperson, what makes a sale compelling um, is the words that he used. And that's really hard. You know, I've sold stuff my whole life and, and I consider myself a pretty solid salesperson. And, you know, he kind of broke down some of the things that most most salespeople have or traits that salespeople have in, in common, which are like intelligent, charismatic, good looking, blah, blah, blah. Right. But what you really get out of this book is a way to to use like Inception. And I, I he uses that example a couple times. And I'm sure you guys have seen the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. It was Leo. Leo. Leo's in that, that movie, right? Yep. Ross? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the movie Inception where, you know, you're planting ideas into people's heads so that they think that they came up with the idea for themselves. It's really, really clever. It's a really sweet way to do stuff. And um, I think that what the, one of the biggest takeaways that I took away from this book was that it's not necessarily about who's the most charismatic or the smartest or whatever. It's about being an expert and sticking to your guns, um, which was really cool. It was it's it's one of those things where it gives you the opportunity to look at something and, and just dive in. You don't have to be the smartest or the best looking or the the best talker to be able to get get the get the deal. 
You know, it's about being the expert. It's about knowing the person in front of you. It's about doing the work and understanding what uh, it's going to take to close that deal. So I really like that. In regards to the book overall, the stories were really cool. He brought on some cool stories about technology. He brought some cool stories about like bikes, which he's into bikes. Um, and it was, it, you know, there was the e-gaming. E he has a lot of really good examples. Um, I like him because he, he has a lot of uh, a lot of real life experience. I mean, this guy's done a lot of different deals and very high level stuff. Like you know, big massive real estate deals, and you got big technology deals. Like he's just kind of been all over the place. Um, but his approach is always the same. It's super consistent, and he kind of has a formula for everything. So what I really enjoyed about the book was the fact that he kind of gave us the formula in the book. He, he gave you the rundown on, you know, this is what normal salespeople do. Here are the five character traits of a normal salesperson, and this is why it doesn't work, because they're all fake, and they're all masks, and if you really want to get something handled, you know, you get to be authentic, and you get to be honest with yourself, but you also get to, like, stick to your guns, and you know, understand the sale and come from come from a place of being an expert um, and kind of do the takeaway close, which is something that we talked about in the car business for years, right? The takeaway close of like, pull it off the table. Um, but this is really perfecting that. It's the idea of doing the takeaway close without doing the takeaway close. You know, it's, it's about having the ability to be such an expert in the field that you can just tell them all the things that they already think about what's going on in front of you and, and then like finding a way for them to realize that they're going to take away the, the deal for themselves if they don't do the deal. So it's, it's, uh, it was really cool. I liked it. I mean, I, it's, it's really hard to get into his books because, man, there's so much data there. There's so much information. He, he has such a, a method, methodolo methodological, I don't even know how to say that word today. Uh, he, he has, he, his method of doing things is so precise, you know? Like, he really is good at that. Um, I'm really trying to think how, how I can word this in, in seven minutes. It was a six-hour book, and I think that every word that was in that book was valuable. You know what I mean, yeah, Ross? Yeah, so what I'll, what I'll say is, so like I said, I pulled something up just to, you know, try to get a little bit more concrete. So this is like five steps that were in the book. The first one was like status alignment. So when you're talking to someone, let them know that you're on the same level because all you're trying to do really is get them to take you seriously. Step two is to instill certainty in the other party. So, you know, make them feel more comfortable, establish your credentials as an expert so that they feel like they're in good hands. Next would be explain your big idea. So a more effective way, you know, why does the person care? What is in it for me? You know, why you, you know, getting this person involved in the conversation. Step four is make the buyer feel safe. So the best way to get a buyer to feel safe is they end up pitching the idea back to you. You know, and we've talked about this before. If you can get someone to say yes multiple times, you know, in a sale, your chances, in, you know, skyrocket. Same thing. If you can almost make them feel like it's their idea, it not only gets them excited for it, but it also brings this conversation to a new level. And then the last one would be to kind of level their natural pessimism. You know, everyone's got that pessimistic, you know, trait built in them. But understanding, like I said earlier, about how they build that fence around it to try to keep you in. So if you ever drift too far you know, in a pessimistic way, bring them back to the light, let them see the positive, you know, those positive things are what's going to really keep you going forward. So those are kind of, you know, some simple breakdowns. For me, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was he had a phenomenal story about, you know, a strip mall in Hawaii that they were going to buy for 42 million and sell for 50 million. You know, long story short, the big thing I took away from this was, 
you know, if you're selling something that is too different, it's not always a benefit because it's one of a kind or things like that. People don't like having risk or doing things that are brand new. So what he did was he leveraged the fact that it is a strip mall, things like that that people are used to, but then took some of the quirks of it being, you know, more of an outdoor mall, you know, smaller vendors, and really added that on top to build this picture of it's a strip mall in an area in, you know, the middle of Hawaii. Land is hard to come by. You can't just build this 10 miles down the road like you can in Texas. And then these little places make it so unique, like an authentic Chinese strip mall. You know, they really were able to take the differences. And what he did was he packaged the things that were really different and put them aside. He started selling the things that his buyers and investors are more used to. They have a lot of experience with, they feel safe. And then instead of trying to throw them off with some of the other ones, he packaged this as what makes it unique in a way that can help improve the value instead of it coming off originally what could deter an investor from coming in on that. So I thought that was a really phenomenal thing because we talk about, you know, a lot about startups and things like that. And more and I can tell you when we have a startup idea, our thought is it's always going to change the world. It's going to be this. Everyone's going to get on it. But I think it's important to know that if you have something completely different, it is worth noting that you want to maybe start off selling that this is something that does exist in the market and is showing strong returns year over year. Other people have invested X amount of dollars into similar companies. Now ours is different because of X, Y, and Z. And that's how we can take this to the next level. We're just fragile Instead of like trying to hit them with, we're so different with X, Y, and Z. You know, it just, and it, then it, double back to where they're safe. So I think there's an order of operations you know, and living that he brought up that I, I think listen, can be used I'm, I'm, you know, for a lifetime. You know, because it really does. You really have to understand your audience. And the way that he portrays this is a way that helps build value and not deter value. You, you know, know what I mean? Not what, setting expectations what I like to going in and, and that's actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because it kind of based on that particular like um, sometimes that particular the concept hardest thing of novelty. Especially right? when you and, want and things to come that out. That actually played so deeply you know, into like when you our want something to be created and, 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 and how you have work and amount of you know, how people around it and vast you know, try to surrendering and, and allowing it to manifest. Everyone in your wants life to say that they're by just novelty doing anything is like the most counterintuitive thing you could possibly think of. You know, let's be but real. Investors don't want to hear. Sometimes that's this what it could takes. possibly change the world. Happy, they want to hear this is going to make me be, money. You know, so in, in, you know, it's really difficult to draw that line. Happy work environment. And he's a really good job of you know, like, describing. Like, sometimes you just got to take a like step to back, investor, surrender to whatever's in front of you, and allow the world to unfold in front of you. Just allow the world to do what it does. And take getting to wrap your take, head around be able to a way to make it less of a novelty and, and more of a real of business strategy. The little things, you know, it's uh, you know, and that and it's interesting. It really is. You, you, you think that everyone wants really high you know, everyone wants the newest and greatest thing, but there's now that as, I think as about it, right now that I really like want to double down and look at love you know put down market and how things work first person and you know how many we love to get to a massive victory and then we just shrug it off. I'm sure all they hear is this is the next thing that's going to change the that's world the that, right and nobody you know, like achieving they don't care the they want their works. money like, to multiply you know the, the so if you can package it in a way in which an investor so, is going to say okay yeah great i hit step one so now i need to hit step two so i can hit step three and hit they're doing it in an old five way they're doing it in a way that i can grasp i can understand where's the joy in that and i believe that it could make some money and in the future it could disrupt the game you may never realize that dream but i think that it actually has some viability Right? Live for today. Novelty doesn't live always have viability. Joyously, live fulfilled. Um, that's so live important. In a place right? where you can truly 
piece of double content down on to who you double are. down on is, is that you know, novelty and double down on your happiness have not because right? of at the end the of the day circumstance and he had, he had a great it. example about the and I think that was really powerful um, I think it was like a cough yeah, medicine or a flu medicine or like a, a something along moment. those lines where it, it all just like kind of vaporized um so that's, medication, that's thing that I really took you know, and it was the it was, next a, level. it was like a cold. It was like almost like a Dayquil, in vape. Form. My favorite, like, right? Had a favorite when the, when they pitched so it, it's like everyone's going to be using it. Why wouldn't they? It was he's like honestly, most people, when especially doing things like that, they prefer to be in something that they know is reliable and safe. Because like obviously you're going to get those new adopters who are interested to try anything new. And I thought that was a really kind of powerful quote. Like for the most part, you know, quote, if, if essentially taking, if you really let you know, this sink in, flu medication or cold I mean, medication, the it really same lets you understand that, like we said earlier, it's going to be know, hard to say that don't not harm only on is your this circumstances way better, you know, you can always kind of, but it's work so much better that it is worth switching over from what you know. You know, you think a lot about what people think of as success if you're talking monetarily, the novelty aspect, or you know, even. Something as like, exactly. crazy as winning yeah, the lottery. Exactly. You're, you're you know, everyone has right. the it's same like chance when it comes to The idea of, like, like, if that. I can go to the store so and go buy a Tylenol when you see or go people buy an out there, like, billionaires, right? right? A lot of them that just weren't came born out with a medicine. Chances they are, I've put Advil in my body enough times to be like, eh, you know, I think I'm going to go with Advil. So it's a tough spot, right? Because if you want to change the world, you want to make better shifts. And I think it's kind of important to understand that... You can't always do that is only and get as high as you want to put it. So you know, your floor is the being, easiest you know, thing for you to find. I think everyone go, can is, is honestly really tell you where they um, think their floor is. Man, there's just so much in this is based book, on everything even, like, you know today. Specific things, your ceiling kind of is based on everything like, that you know now and everything you will know going forward. Because the like actor I said, those that they brought in are the skills and the knowledge that are going to get you the, to your highest um, level. The car so, marketing again, gig what can and how that worked can out happen and all. the technology you are not company any and how they did the, you know, the richest people in the world and got the fastest people There's so many great stories Hard work, so many great pieces of context and information that I kind of just want to let everyone go on. It's really worthwhile. Like five-star book. And that, you know you I are just, capable. I, of it. I don't know how, so, how great of justice you know, I can do. Continue pushing through it for the people that have continued listening to you this know, podcast really with us. But my biggest takeaway is that we've been going along with. I'll just get into my you know, kind of final thoughts and then Ross, maybe not, if you have not some easy, other stuff, we can go back and forth. I think we're all trying topics. to move our ceiling higher you know, and higher My final thoughts on the book. To achieve new goals. So if for me, that was that was my favorite person. If you are a business person, if you want to be a better salesperson, if you want to understand the way that investors today's ceiling is, you want to understand the way that businesses are run. If you want to be better at being you know, able to, whatever to you give a pitch or, today, like, or show up like an, an expert in two seconds, take that you know, just because you, you have a script and use that you know where to go and you can confuse the living crap out of the person in front of you, but know exactly but what you're talking time, about and they believe what you're talking about, you create, man, celebrate this is a really, really great book to read. You're going to have a great opportunity. To truly and understand if you just like, allow what yourself it's like to live in the moment to be and, and uh, feel the you know, a badass salesperson that has the ability and, you know, to come off as an expert out of the gate. You won't. So I really love that. I really love the saying, idea. Shoot, I wish I had more time. Um, how do we turn you into like the expert? You lived your day in like, the conversation the day, every single day. I'm gonna that was that was my final thoughts. And I'm going to do everything that I need to do today to be satisfied. How do I make you the expert in your field right now? Every time, because tomorrow may never come. Yeah, so I would that say said, lost, my last takeaway, thoughts, kind of jumping on, um, you know, kind of expert was for me, you know, my job uh, being present for Snapchat has always been something that I can do well for other people. My role is more of being a, a guide. With myself you know, my and job is to help you get up and running, help you and optimize, in the present and really kind of be your, like I said, your guide on this journey to help you scale. So for me, this was a good book because it talks more about 
Like I said, this um, this ability to really help somebody and frame it differently. I think versus, for me would kind of yeah, be, I need you to spend money because I don't you know. Get don't like I said, you know, earlier, what I sell. You know, don't let you. My job is here to actually you. help get you on the platform. Understand where you are and where forward. you want to be. So for me, and sit down. You know, this is something I can definitely time, be work out it and implement. And understand this week where you want like said, to go. Letting them know get that a plan. you know I'm an expert in this and I'm here to help you. You can do anything that anybody else is doing. that certainty in that. I think this is what I do. I stay specifically in this vertical. I focus on. Continue pushing incredibly similar to, a to you. Level. Let I them know that. A really explain the big idea. So explaining them why so, should they care? What's in it for that's them? That's all I got. You know, making them feel it. safe. Well, guys, and obviously, so they're going to have joining us for you know, some issues if they've never done online advertising. Podcast. Does this really work? Uh, all those pessimistic things. Always is. You know, so for me, this is My a very simple book that I think I can really implement easily because it actually falls perfectly in every single role. Where I'm not trying to hard sell you as much as previous jobs that I had. So, I think it's going to be very interesting to try out. Definitely, I want to say, like I said, Oren Claff books are just amazing. I mean, Moore already said it earlier. You know, Pitch Anything was one of our all-time favorite. I was actually thinking last week that I want to find time to go back and read Pitch Anything because I felt like it would help me in my current role. But reading this one actually fits my current role better than Pitch Anything, which I thought is interesting because, you know... I didn't ex we didn't plan on this book a few weeks ago, so it just kind of happened to pop up at a good time. But yeah, I mean, he has a phenomenal way. A lot of what you learn from his books, and this one in particular, is through the stories. And I think the big thing you have to understand is this man is confident. He's not cocky, but he's confident. He believes that if he does things a certain way, he understands his customer, and he is able to frame things in a way that really shows them that, look, I'm here to help you make money or expand your career, whatever it may be, it that's his formula to success. I mean, he's probably one of the more selfish, selfish, selfless, excuse me, individuals when it comes to sales, but he's not going to hide away from the fact that, yeah, if you buy my strip mall, I bought it for 42, I put a few mil in, I'm selling it for 50 million, I'm going to walk away with, you know, probably three, four million dollars. He doesn't shy away from the fact that he makes money. He's good at what he does. But everyone that he encounters makes money with him along the way. So he has a phenomenal way of bringing people together, whether through investments or, you know, bringing people to different teams. He's a phenomenal guy. I mean, he, the way that he writes these books feel like easy stories. I mean, they don't, they're not taxing on the brain. They're very easy to get through. Time more so flies. Um, uh, that's all I can really say. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was, it was a really, really good book. Yeah, that was great. I thought it was great. So, guys, the moral of the story, I think, is go read this book. Go read Pitch Anything. Orrin Claff is, is a, a sales genius, um, and I will continue to read his books and read back into his books, just like Ross said, because the guy's a, a, just a savage, a fucking savant. So, um, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode 60. We've done 60 books in 60 weeks. Really, really exciting. We'll come to you guys with another one next week. Uh, my name is Moore Milo. I'm Ross Anarelli. This is the 52 Podcast. 52 books, 52 weeks, making every single week count. Thank you guys so much. Have an excellent week, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Take care.